Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. No way. We take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I went to the Ark. Yeah. Sometimes we show up in Kentucky. Yeah. All right. So Boy, I really, really took one for the team this time. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for no doing problem. that. Originally, okay, so here's the deal. What we're going to be talking about is not only what you've been waiting for, the Ark, Yep. The Ark. Yeah. The Ark. God's Ark. The Ark Encounter, where you can encounter the Ark. They built it. Noah's Ark. Yeah. Noah's Ark is in Kentucky. Just like the Garden of Eden is in Jackson County, Missouri. Yes. Actually, that'll come up. We'll talk about the location of the Garden of Eden. But we've been interested in this and seeing this for a long time. We have a previous episode where we visited a creation museum in Santee, California. Yep. And years ago, like almost a decade ago. One of our early episodes, and yeah. we brought Donald Prothero with us. Yep. Poor guy. He was quite distraught. <laughs> He's a paleontologist. And that was kind of one of the first markers of like, oh, not everybody is just constitutionally like us. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, hey, I want to go encounter what people who disagree with me say. Isn't this yeah, interesting? Isn't I, it fascinating? Yeah, it reminds me of the time I took a date to the Scientology Anti-Psychiatry Museum. Yeah, which... He I, had the exact same take, just a different tone. You mm. know, he was like, oh, this is all wrong. This is all bad <laughs> science. This is all, like, kind of disturbing, and humanity can get everything so wrong. I was like, yeah, but, but humanity can get everything so wrong! And this is this is all incorrect yeah it's yeah it's all wrong isn't that exciting isn't that interesting look how wrong they the are human mind so this is not the actual arc correct and they will admit that they're not trying yeah, they're to not say trying to sell it as the arc. they're not saying this is the real noah's ark but they have built this edifice and they've put a lot of thought into making it as quote-unquote, realistic as they can based on the very scant information in the Bible. Yeah, do you think there's anyone listening who's like, what is that? What's Noah's Ark? Oh, you know what? There's got to be a few. Okay, okay. It's a good point and easy for me not to see because... In my family, the culture from which I came, mm-hmm. Noah's Ark is one of the first things you learn about. I, I yeah, re- really. I remember even saying, like, it's so exciting. Like, I'm having a son, and it's a brand new human who doesn't even know about Noah's Ark. And I that was, like, my go-to. Like, <laughs> Whoa. The, the first foundational thing, like, everybody knows about, and I get to tell Whoa. him about it. Yeah. And you were a Christian then? Yes, I was. Yes, okay. Yeah, till he was about three. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I'll try to explain Noah's Ark real quick for those who don't know. Yeah. Do it. Okay, there's a book called The Bible. It was written by God, according to the Christians. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it has this story in it about a man who is called by God to build a ship so that he and his family and all those who have as strong a faith as he does can survive a coming flood because God, in his infinite wisdom, is about to flood the earth and kill everyone who doesn't get on a boat. Yeah, humans are just really bad at this point, so they need to be wiped out. Let's try again. But Noah is the guy who's called through a voice in the sky, and God says, hey, build this boat. He listens. Everyone's making fun of him. He's like, I know, though, that God really wants me to do this. I don't care what you say. If you want to get on my boat, get on my boat. And he makes the boat, and a lot of people don't want to come, so he brings a bunch of animals as well. So two of all the species on Earth 
so they can repopulate after the flood. And gosh darn it, Noah was right. The flood comes. It wipes out all of humanity except for Noah, his daughters, his daughter's wives, and a bunch of animals. Did I get it right? Broad strokes. Okay. We we got it. Now, (laughs) I already know that the people working at the Ark would have a few little notes already, but yeah, no, I think you got the rough outline here. I think I said his daughter's wives. I meant his daughter's husbands. Yeah, they would be very against that. (laughs) His sons, of course, the sons are important. It's the sons of Noah and their wives. That's it. And they they don't get names, which is, I was going to say funny. I don't know if it's funny. It's telling. That's what it is. Oh, the wives don't get names, you mean? Yeah. Got it. We know the. The sons are Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Oh, right. But uh, oh my God. do we Don't know what they're- name your son's rhyming names, Noah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Rookie mistake. Yeah. He should know that when he's like 600 years old. Ham oh, yeah. Ham and Shem. Ham and Shem. Yeah. Oh, Ham and Shem. So it's a slant rhyme. Ham ends up being relevant here, though, because- Ham, yeah. Yeah, the guy who made this thing in Kentucky, his last name is Ham. Oh, good point. Yeah. I never thought about that. Hmm. I'm going to think about it for a moment. Hold on. Okay. Okay, that was good. Okay, there it was. Yeah, it was after Noah was 500 years old that he became their father. People lived really long then. They were fucking old. They were fucking while old. It's Genesis 6. That's where this happens. Genesis is the first book of the Bible. So I know that I said the Bible was a book, but it's actually like 60-odd books. 66? 60 even books. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. I'm really helpful Mm. here. Really helpful. (laughs) Mostly the story of the Ark is told between Genesis 6 through 9. Okay, early. Yeah, and so there's really not that much that's given in terms of description. It's described in like cubits, how long it is that you're supposed to make it. And cubit is a measurement of essentially the tip of your finger to the edge of your elbow. Yeah. So you immediately think, well, it's a little different for each person. Uh, We'll get it. right. Yeah, and they have answers for this. There Mm. are answers in Genesis. That's one of the organizations involved. We will get to that. Believe me, they've put every ounce of thought into creating this thing that you can. But yeah, it was first opened in 2016. Oh, is that right? That recently? Okay. Yeah. As I recall, it immediately made a splash (laughs) (laughs) because they kind of promised the local economy that we're going to be the biggest draw and we're going to save this town, but then got a lot of money from the town and couldn't quite pay it all back. Is Mm -hmm. that right? Do you remember that right? We'll go over the details of that down the line. But yeah, there's been, it's been a real lightning rod of news items and squabbles over public funding and flood insurance. There's some, <laughs> <laughs> there's some very fun stories attached to the Ark. But though we'd always known about it, we hadn't quite had an excuse to go visit just yet until we saw that there was going to be a homeschooling conference. Yes. And I was like, Ross, we got to go. The Ark. Yes. I especially want to go. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> so initially we found out about this. I think it was in November 2021. So about a year ago. And it was called Building Strong Foundations, a family homeschool experience. Okay. Organized by Answers in Genesis at the Ark. Like it was going to be held at the facility with the Ark. And so we're like, oh my God, this is so perfect. We got to go and learn how to homeschool any children who come within our valence. Yeah. So especially if you're not in the United States, you might not know exactly what homeschooling looks like in the U.S. So in the U.S., There is a big, 
I want to say almost a cottage industry. Yes, the phrase that was floating in my head. <laughs> okay. Of people who make materials for parents who insist on not taking their kids to public school. And a lot of these people, not all of them, but a lot of them are Christians who think that public school is going to rot the minds of their kids. And so they want special materials Mm -hmm. about how to give their kids a semi-decent education, but not let their minds get tainted with things like evolution and gay rights. Yes. And we are talking very specifically about that subset of homeschool. Actually, I I would say that's probably a plurality of homeschool families, but I know many of you responsible homeschoolers are poised at your keyboard, ready to write us right now. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, moms. Thank you, dads. We understand. Yes, Mm -hmm. there are responsible ways to teach your children at home and find other ways for them to socialize and experience the world. That's great. Uh But yeah, I'm very familiar with this world because I attended Christian schools exclusively from second through 12th grade. Mm. So I encountered many friends who had just come out of a homeschooling situation or were going back into it like, oh, we won't be seeing Heather this year because she's taking a year to homeschool or, you know, something like that. Or so-and-so's just joining us now in high school. This is her first time at school. Whoa. (laughs) And your high school was Christian. Yep. Okay, so we both grew up Christian, but I think you sort of more intensely than I because my family wasn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went to just public school until college. Even when I was at that Christian school, my science textbooks were from Bob Jones University. Wow, I've been there. Which is pretty extreme. You've been to Bob Jones University. Mm -hmm. Not to study, but yeah, I've been on the grounds and gone to their bookstore and seen all the lit. Amazing. Okay. So they make a a lot of textbooks and books of sermons and just a a really big print house Mm -hmm. for very conservative Christianity. Yeah. They will come up in this story. A lot of the things that we've mentioned will come up. Uh, So we saw this conference was happening May 12th through 14th. And Carrie said, oh, let me see if I can get back just in time from my honeymoon to like hop off the boat and (laughs) get onto the other boat in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, get onto the beached boat. It it was going to be like day after you come back. But like, I think I can do it. Yeah, I think I was telling Drew, Okay, so you fly back from Ecuador to Los Angeles. I fly from Ecuador to Kentucky. And Mm -hmm. I immediately do this. Bye, new husbands. (laughs) I'm going to go hang out with Ross for (laughs) four days. (laughs) I need to hear about the art. I didn't think about the optics of that. But But no, he was was like, that makes sense. You sure? You got to do it. (laughs) You got to go on the art. You got to do it. So we went to buy our tickets. And by the way, I'm leaving out a really important draw in all of this. Not only was Ken Ham going to be a speaker, uh-huh. they had a few other people who are not names outside of the, oh, I see this field, this but going. there's another important person. I didn't person. even remember this person was there, but I can guess who it is. Yes. Kirk Cameron. That's right. The only Christian celebrity. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Almost. I'm thinking like Kevin Sorbo now. And of course, there there are many celebrities who happen to be Christians, but people who really wear their Christianity on their sleeve. Who pick projects specifically because they are conservative Christian projects. And boy, is that Kirk Cameron, formerly Mike Seaver on Growing Pains. Oh, okay. I didn't remember the name of the character. I think that's his claim to fame. (laughs) Okay. This makes me want to watch Growing Pains again because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I, I don't know if I ever watched 
growing oh, pains. Wow. I watched all of Full House, though. Oh. I'm in the last episode of Full House. We were talking really? about that. No. Yeah. The last episode? Uh-huh. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just an extra. Okay. But, you know, I was friends with the Olsen twins growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so they finally bring you in. Yeah, I was like, hello, I've been in this friendship for several years, specifically so I can be an extra on Full House. Did you? No, that's not, that's <laughs> the only right. reason I put up with your shit. <laughs> Okay, now I'm curious about this. Yeah. Sorry for the arc tangent. No, it's okay. But, did you have a speaking role? How do I see you in no, this No, I'm like, you could see like a quarter of the back of my head. Okay. Yeah. I have at times made people watch it so I can pause it and be like, do you see this little bit of blonde in the bottom right corner? That's my head. We may have to do that sometime. Yeah. Okay. But I can tell you stories and about that you day. mentioned that because Kurt Cameron's sister was on that show. Yes. Candace Cameron. That's right. Candace Cameron Bure is her name now but yeah uh, Mm. so they're both really really christian and he also did have a guest role on full house amazing well and he's also known in his christian expression for not only having been in some films and that will come up because he premiered a new film oh good at the conference that i got to see months before all of you it just came out so others can see it's called life mark we'll talk about that but not a good name he's also well known for doing these kind of street evangelism videos with ray comfort Mm-hmm. Really interesting character. Very yeah. strange Australian man. A L- lot of rabbit trails we could follow here. So I'll just say we saw Ken Ham and we saw Kirk Cameron and we saw At the Ark and we saw Homeschooling Conference and we're like, what could be more re- yeah, perfect Yeah, we for have us? to go to this. Okay, so. If I have to not get married, that's what I'll do. So now we've got your new husband's blessing <laughs> yes. on this venture. Uh-huh. So we go to buy tickets. They're $119 per person, a real okay. steal. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, reasonable. (laughs) And it's sold out. Yeah. It sold out very quickly. Yeah, there's a lot of homeschoolers and they want to get on the ark. Yeah, so on December 19th, we signed up for the wait list. And so, all right, if a spot opens up, they'll let us know. Mm -hmm. And shortly thereafter, they announced a duplicate session. There's going to be another one. Yeah. And I don't know how well I was paying attention. Like, I just reflexively said, I'm going to buy it now. Sure. So I bought my ticket and then texted Carrie. Okay, okay. They opened up a new section and I I bought it. And my, I think I was thinking, well, it must be after the first one. Carrie will be back. right, right, right. And you said, this one is the three days before. It's May 9th through 11th. I'm definitely gone on my honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think my husband will draw the line at me leaving the Galapagos Islands for this. I had already bought, let's see, it came to $122.78. So there's tiny bit of tax. So we're like, that's okay. These are going to be normal people. Ross will tell them. Uh Uh-huh. I need my money back or I need to get back on the other wait list. And they're going to be like, okay. So I wrote ticketing help at creationmuseum.org. Yeah, let's talk this out. Come, let us reason together. Yeah. And I, <laughs> so I explained the situation. My collaborator, we were going to go to this, but she can't make it. Uh, is there any way we can be put on the list if seats become available for the 12th through 14th again? And the response I got was, Thank you for contacting the Ark Encounter. We are unable to accommodate any transfer requests for the homeschool experience. The May 12th through 14th dates is oversold and additional spots will not become available. The May 9th through 11th event is also almost sold out. Please let me know if you have any additional questions. Blessings. What more questions could I have? (laughs) Will you please give me my money back? Yeah, nope, no refunds. That's just not a thing. Yeah, very survival of the fittest for uh, (laughs) Creation Museum. 
by the way, uh, we'll mention their Creation Museum throughout. I, I didn't quite understand how these were separated. They also, and by they I mean Answers in Genesis, operate a Creation Museum okay. that's also in Kentucky. Okay. And in my mind, it was sort of this amorphous thing like, okay, I guess it's an ark and museum. They're together. No, they're like 45 minutes apart from each oh, other. Oh, wow. That is long. Okay. Yeah. So one is closer to Cincinnati. The other one is in Williamstown. That's where the ark is. Kentucky, and I know what you're thinking, where is Williamstown? That's what people in Kentucky think too, because it's kind of like if, if there's a triangle between Cincinnati and Lexington and Louisville, uh-huh. it's sort of like on the right middle of that triangle. Okay. And it's the boonies. Okay. And you were saying like they were advertising, hey, we're going to build this thing and they will come and mm-hmm. this will become mm-hmm. a, a thriving new community. Anyway, so just keep in mind, those are two separate facilities owned and run by the same organization. Okay. And I will want to go to the Creation Museum as well. So, yeah. So, basically, we were like, okay, I guess Ross goes and I'll go some other time. Sorry, no, it's okay. It turned out, though, that there was a delicious irony to all of this because no. my <laughs> honeymoon was going to be a cruise to the Galapagos Islands yeah. where Charles Darwin spent five weeks in the 1800s. And was like, God damn it, I swear to God, these animals don't exist anywhere else exactly like this. I really think this evolution idea has legs. And so in the Galapagos Islands, there's all this celebration of Darwin. He's very embraced. Mm-hmm. The science there is just taken as obvious. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to be on this very pro-evolution boat uh-huh. while you are on an anti-evolution boat. What are the odds? Yeah, I like the symbolism there. Yeah. It's nice. So I'll tell you a little about my boat oh, good, when good. you're done here. Yeah. Fantastic. While well, I tell you about my ship, we don't say boat. So <laughs> more happened with this customer service thing. So, you know, we all get a lot of emails, flood of emails all the time. Flood. And <laughs> I I don't think I'd been told to wait for a follow-up email to sign up for individual events at this conference. But little did I notice that there was an email on February 25th that came into my inbox, and it wasn't from Answers in Genesis, it wasn't from a conference or whatever, it was just from a woman named Mary Garut. Okay. And I don't know, there's like a million political emails. It's easy yeah, to miss these things. For sure. So little did I notice that it said, homeschool experience workshop registration. And then I think the same day they sent one that was a follow-up, I guess some little piece of technology was broken, they fixed it. So it said, instructions for homeschool experience workshop registration for May 9th through 11th. Totally missed it. Okay. Didn't see it accumulated in my inbox. And I don't know, like a month later, what did I read? I don't know. I was reading something about the conference, trying to gear myself up for it. And then I see it says like, hope you signed up for all your sessions. I went, wait, what? What sessions? What? And so I went back, found that email, clicked on the link to sign up for sessions. And they had like three or four slots per day of like, here's all the different lectures going on. You can choose from how to teach your kid that science isn't real. (laughs) Gays bad. Women not as good as men. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of wish you'd done the writing for them. Uh, Close. Things like Bible in Motion. Old Testament. That's where they throw it. Dinosaurs of the Ark Tour, Secrets of the Ark Tour, Forensic DNA Fingerprinting, Scripture Sleuths, Golden Ratio, Gardens of the Ark Tour, Hands-On Science at Home, Birds of the Ark Tour, Invisible Properties of Air, Up in in Flames, 
properties of air. Teaching science from a biblical worldview. There it is. Teaching critical. That's what we want. This is fun. Teaching critical thinking skills. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. We want that. Teaching students with diverse learning needs. Okay. Okay. Fine. So I log in and there's just a pittance of available options I left. Bet. So you had to wa- go to properties of the air? Yeah. Like for the whole first day for Monday at all the slots, 2.15, 3.35, 5 o'clock, everything was completely sold out. Oh, man. Great. Sure, there are going to be some sessions that are open to everybody. But yeah, it's like, what am I going to do? Just wander around? Yeah. Then I looked at Tuesday and in the morning slot, the only thing that was available was the Busy Mom's Guide to Romance. (laughs) Did you do it? I signed up for it. (laughs) You better believe I signed up for the Busy Mom's Guide to Romance. Oh, can't wait to tell you that story. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Okay. I guess they didn't put any prerequisites on that. Oh, man. That's going to be one of the most- They just figured the title will keep out those who do not apply, but no. Oh, I can't wait to tell you that story, but you're going to have to wait for it. (laughs) Okay. Also, I just want to say I keep picturing you every time something goes wrong being like, I want to speak to Noah. Okay. And then insisting like that you're an idiot and you don't understand. And they're like, no, no, no. This is a recreation. You're like, bring him out. (laughs) I need to speak to Noah. Yeah. It would be a funny thing to do. It would be great. I love it. It's a great mental image. What else did I get? All events were sold out for 11 o'clock, so nothing there on the second day. I was able to sign up later that day for water, the miracle chemical. Oh, man. I know. like This these, is slim pickings. I know. These feel like really leftovers. Yeah, You know, the yeah. ones that people didn't want to go to. No kidding. Okay, but Water this, good. These are two that I definitely would have picked that I mentioned earlier. Teaching critical thinking skills. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. Teaching science from a biblical worldview. You were able to get that? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's one that they offered multiple times at least. So, you know, some of the demand had been slaked. And then on the third day, I was able to sign up for teaching students with diverse learning needs. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's see how they approach that. Horticulture and greenhouse tour. Okay. Okay. That sounds cool. I'll do it. I'd go to that. Uh, Sounds like living off the land at Epcot. There was another slot where all the events were sold out except for that water talk, which I'd already signed up for. So it's like, okay, well, I've already got that. I feel like a talk about how water is good is weird at the ark, but mm. um, where water is like supposedly killing the, the all of humanity. thing that kills people, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, dosage matters. Yeah, dosage matters. Maybe <laughs> that's the lesson they're going to give. But I'm kind of forming a mental image of how these sessions are going to go down. Yeah. And I'm thinking water's just something that they can point to and say like, oh, look at all these cool things it does. And that's evidence of God's amazing design. God, yeah. Right, right. And this is exciting. I also signed up on the final day for forensic hair microscopy. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> Sounds yeah. Fun. Okay, but you know I'm crestfallen. I'll give you some of my hair. We'll see if you can. There do are it. so many things on that list that I really want. So I put together my schedule and I sent an email to this woman who had sent the, the sign up link. Said, "Hey, feel terrible. Didn't notice this email. Are there any additional ones getting added? Are there recordings? Uh, like you again? Anything I can do? You know, what, what, what kind of options do I have? Yeah. No response to that email ever. Oh." Wow, Mary Garrett or whatever. Mm-hmm. Come on. They send me a couple months later this uh, packet with uh, all of my tickets and my parking pass. So I'm showing Carrie all the stuff that came. Beautiful, beautiful photo. Yeah, they've got a lanyard that I'm going to wear with my 
name on it. it says I'm from Burbank, California. I've got a ticket to redeem for one free tote bag. I've got a parking pass in case I'm parking in their parking lot. I've got an armband that I'm going to wear the whole time. I've got my seven-day combo admission, which means I can get full access to the ARC itself. That's great. Nice. Uh, and then I've got my tickets, and you can see I've got four for day two, and I've got three for day three, but zero for day one. Oh, right. So it's like, okay. all right, all right. well, oh, at least I'm I'm attending some things, but I feel like I'm missing important stuff. Sure. And in that email I sent, I even organized, like, here's the ones I'd really like to go to. and put them in order of like my top wish list items just in case hey if you can squeeze me into one or something it does seem like they should have organized this such that every person who has bought a ticket can go to something every day even if you didn't catch an email yeah uh well there you go so (laughs) they didn't Uh, Then I bought my plane tickets. I bought my hotel. They had partnered with nearby hotels. And I ended up just going with this America's Best Value Inn and Suites. But it was like literally just down the road from this thing. Like you could could see see the the entrance. Not the arc from from there, but it was very close. It was like half a mile walk. So I'm like, well, that's super convenient. Before we turn away from your photo, I also want to note, because this is, I'm so proud of myself for noticing this is a Ross comment. But the font on Ark Encounter is very funky. It looks like the A in Ark is like meant to be the shape of the oh, boat, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 It's a very. Yeah. It's a very. Yeah. Ark. It's a very bold sans serif font. And yeah, I think they have styled that arc. Certainly the one on the sign out front is uh, very much designed okay. to paint a picture. See, you've taught me to well look, done. At, look at fonts. That's good. There's a lot of thought that goes into fonts unless people aren't designing well. And then there's very little thought. And <laughs> it's uh, a good subject of ridicule. So I figured I'm going to be right next to this place. I'm going to be spending every spare moment I have at the Ark Encounter. I'm not going anywhere else in Williamstown, Kentucky. So I don't need a rental car. I'll just, you know, get a lift there and back to the airport. Also, right next to, like, in the same parking lot of the hotel, there's this Mexican restaurant. Ooh, okay, I'm listening. El Jalisco Mexican. And I thought, all right, that's where I get to eat for these four days. Because the nearest other place was a 1.8 mile walk away, and it was Bell's Smokin' Barbecue. Okay. So I was like, Mexican food it is. <laughs> uh, so, we both don't eat meat. So, okay. So I I fly out on May 8th, fly out of Burbank, and I had this panic. I had a layover at Dallas-Fort Worth, and then I got onto the plane for the second leg, and I noticed that it said it was going to Cincinnati, Ohio as the destination. Okay. And I was like, oh, hi, what? Oh, no, I'm, I'm supposed to be in Kentucky. And I was like freaking out, like, am I on the wrong number? I'm double checking everything. Will they let me on? And like, I'm trying to like pull up a map and the internet is disappearing. Oh, no. And yeah, so I'm all panicked, like, oh, no, I've, I'm getting there late at night. How am I going to get time to get to my hotel? And little did I realize my geography of that region is not so good. Sure. Cincinnati, Ohio is like right on the border, the bottom of Ohio and the top of the little drumstick that is... Kentucky. Yeah, That's Drew what... was just talking about this, how I think the Cincinnati airport is technically in Kentucky. Oh, is it even? I think so. I okay. think that's what he said. Well, well any, if it's not, it's right It's right, right there. on the border, yeah. yeah. So I was freaking out for, for no good reason. But Well, we're from California, where you would never go out of California to take a flight. It's mm-hmm. the biggest state. Right. 
ever made. And, and that's not true, but it's really big. <laughs> Most of the prominent cities are on the coast, too. So yeah. you wouldn't fly into Nevada to like go to your thing in California. Right. So I get there late, 1030. I have to wait a long time to find a Lyft driver who's willing to take me out to Williamstown. Because mm-hmm. I don't realize how in the sticks that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. But Mark tells me he's my driver. And he says he's been to the Ark Encounter, but he's being kind of circumspect about it. He's just saying, sure. yeah, I was impressed at how big it was yeah (laughs) that's what she said yeah but it's like i'm not sure i don't know how much i should share with mark yeah because oh uh, man i've had this lift ride so many times maybe i'll see him tomorrow at the conference (laughs) oh yeah yeah do i say i'm here for a podcast like you know there's always does he feel isolated in kentucky and it feel good if i tell him (laughs) what i think right right yeah like what what am i opening up here yeah so i i think maybe i mentioned that i was doing this as sort of a project because there's always part of me that wants to disclaim a little bit like i where I'm not actually going there for the reasons you you might think I am. Anyways, that was my interaction. I got to the hotel like after midnight, had to like do the whole wake up the person to get my room. And already I could see the little signs of being in Kentucky. Like there was a little note at the desk that was signed, God bless. And Mm, a very conservative state, Kentucky. And of course, we were within stone throwing (laughs) distance of the ark. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a little list of all the nearby churches that you might need to know about. Okay. Listed Baptist, Catholic, Christian and Methodist. Okay. Like Christian. All right. (laughs) Interesting. And also, yeah, nothing there that isn't Christian. Mm -hmm. And I get into my tiny little room and there's a Ray Comfort pamphlet on one of the desks. Okay. Though I I checked, there was no Bible. There was a Jude Devereaux romance novel. Weird. But no Bible. So did they know you were coming for the ARC? Had you used like an ARC special code? Or is this just how they present to all guests? How they present to all guests. But there's, there's two hotels there right next to the ARC that are not owned by yeah. Answers in Genesis. Uh-huh. And clearly, I could see the next morning, they're building some hotels there at the facility that they own that they can have people come stay at. Wow. But I don't think those were operational yet. They were all covered in Tyvek and what have you. Anyway, so yeah, I think they're just used to people coming for the Ark because why else would you be there? Right, okay, you know. fair enough. And then I turn on the TV and maybe I had to go to it. Maybe it was already there, but like Daystar TV was playing. And I don't know if you're familiar with Daystar. Uh-uh. I kind of got into them recently during the pandemic because their founder died from COVID. Okay. Oh my, it was so awkward. I watched his whole memorial service and did anyone mention that? Oh. Nope. No. And did anyone wear a mask at his no. big memorial service? Nope. Is this a Christian operation? It is, yeah. Daystar okay. TV and they have so much virulent like anti-vaccine, anti-mask propaganda on I that see. on that channel. So it was like all the more ironic. Anyway, so I was not tired. I should have been. I should have gone right to bed. But no, I stayed up watching like some end times prophecy (laughs) special. I think it was that night I watched a bit of Benny Hinn being interviewed. That might have been a later night. Oh, Uh, when's the end times coming this time? Very soon. I don't. Oh, boy. They weren't giving it a date, but all the signs are there. Yeah. And then uh, I was watching this. (laughs) Signs have been there so long. I was watching a sermon by this guy named Gentison Franklin. Jensen uh, and Franklin. Yeah. Cool name. It is. He just really fit the bill of a Southern preacher. He's a pastor in Georgia. And uh, apparently he was a spiritual counselor to Donald Trump during his oh, presidency. Oh, good. Did a great job. Big supporter of good Trump. Good yeah. job. <laughs> what a spiritual man. You really hit you it had, out of the park. <laughs> you had one job, Jensen. <laughs> 
Okay, anyways, eventually I went to sleep, but still it felt tough waking up the next morning. I had to get up and get my continental breakfast. Ooh. Yeah. Continent. Continental. Have you seen that Key and Peele sketch on continental breakfast? Uh-uh. It's almost worth pausing to show it to you because it is that funny. <laughs> okay, I'll watch it after. It's good. <laughs> and I can see other families are there also. You know, I can tell they're heading to the Ark next as well. Um, I just walk over there because there's there, there's a road that connects the two. So they're both on the same kind of frontage road. And so I'm walking down that and there's a lot of greenery. There's a like a valley with pretty trees and there's a lot of construction going on. They're always building new stuff. Ken Ham has like a really big vision for this whole Answers in Genesis compound okay. that they've built. But I can see a long line of cars accumulating to like turn into the Ark experience. So I go to the sign and walk in that main entrance. And are we seeing all adults or adults and some kids? Well, right now I'm seeing cars. Okay. There you go. That's the view from the hotel oh. to the Ark Experience. So I can see the okay. I can see that they're building like hotel spaces, but I can't see the Ark just yet. Okay. This is not a pretty view. No, but it's the real view. What's that big slab that you've got such a clear shot of? It's just cement. Just, just empty. Yeah, like an empty lot that's not really used as a lot. uh, I'm standing at the edge of the Mexican restaurant as I take this picture looking towards the Ark Encounter. But you can see this is how long I have to walk. So it's, you know, it's like half a mile to get there. I I can see the the front entrance sign. They're normally open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 7. I thought it was interesting that they're open on the Lord's Day, Sunday. Oh, Sunday, yeah, 1 to 7. But they open later, so I guess so you can go to church in the morning. Yeah. So they have this big sign out front, so I took a picture with that. And here you can see they've definitely designed the Ark to have waves Mm -hmm. coming through the A, the R, and the K. And uh, then there's this gigantic parking lot. So that was still kind of filling up. It felt relatively empty. And uh, Oh, yeah. This looks like the entrance to a theme park. A hundred percent. Yeah. And this is very much like a theme park. And I'll mention later, there was uh, an article written online by a former employee. She was saying that Kent Ham very like explicitly would say like I want to out Disney Disney I want to show oh wow yeah, I'm going to show that Walt you know how to do things oh, right oh cool yeah did you let him know you work there oh I sure didn't but Disney <laughs> will come up okay cool so yeah we've got you know all our stanchions and the little waiting line and there's this low lying wooden building where you get your tickets after you've waited in your queue and then you get on a bus and head in since they'd already given me my seven day combo pass I just flashed that like a VIP and they're like oh please sir head on straight to the buses you're so you're so special we love you okay (laughs) none of that happened but uh on the side of the buses they have like a little cartoon giraffe Giraffe, named george cute oh he's cute there's a big quote saying it's irrefutable on one bus and then oh i can't wait to see if you can refute it another bus says it's amazing hashtag amazing it's glorious an adventure of biblical proportions. These so, are all in quotation marks, but not attributed to anyone. Yeah, maybe George the giraffe said it. I don't know. <laughs> but you get you get on the bus with a bunch of other people. Nobody's wearing masks. I did not wear a mask. I went to this thinking, well, I guess I get COVID now. Yeah, okay. Okay, so now we see humans. Are they all adults? Are they adults and kids? What's the racial makeup? Adults and kids, I would say almost exclusively white okay. here. Yep. But occa- right. occasionally I would see a black family. I... If I saw Asian or Hispanic people, it was very few and far between. Okay. Uh, but yeah, most, you know, 96% white. Okay. I think Got it's it. fair to say. And yeah, lots of kids. And so even on this bus ride, I'm hearing kids getting excited. And from this vantage point, like coming up to the queue, you can actually finally see the arc. Like, oh, wow. 
there it is. From the parking lot, it's facing us, and there's like a big building sort of on the side of it attached to it. Almost yeah, that's kind of disappointing. Looks like something you'd see at like Cape Canaveral or something, like attached to a rocket, like this big structure. It could look so much more dramatic if it were by itself. Right? Yeah, how strange. And here's uh, It just looks like it's growing out of that building. Yeah, like they are directly attached to each other. Yeah, that's a bummer. I'm with you on that. Huh, okay. They got to put the bathroom somewhere. Not on the Ark? I mean, I went to the bathroom on the Ark, but I think you are exiting the exterior of the Ark and entering that. Huh, I wonder where Noah pooped. (laughs) Yeah, right? Must have gone. And this other structure you're saying there's this- Yeah, the prison tower, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ross is pointing at like a lookout tower that is slightly uh-huh. higher than everything else good and description. absolutely looks like it's going to stop me from escaping. That's for zip lining. Oh, okay. Okay. And, you know, okay. I mean, I love zip lining. I love zip lining too. And I, I want to say I exercised great restraint that I did not buy zip lining passes because oh, wow. I'm here to research. Sure. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I take this very seriously. I would have gotten at least one zip line in there. It's a good thing we hopped on the bus because it is a long distance to the actual arc site. Uh, So if I had tried to walk it, I would have been sweaty. It would have taken a long time. I I just thought this was interesting. As you get out of the bus, there is a huge bank of carts you can rent, like little motor carts that you can drive around on. Saw people on those all the time. It was interesting how many there were. Yeah, little go-kart kind of things. Mm -hmm. As as you get off the buses, there's this big building right in front of you. So that's kind of the first logical place to go called the Answers Center. And then to the right of it, there's this archway that's painted in rainbow colors, which, you know, makes sense because the rainbow is very much tied to the arc story. Yes. Okay. So at the end of Noah's Ark, after the flood, God creates a rainbow in the sky to Mm -hmm. remind us all that he won't send another flood. He won't destroy us again by flood. Yeah. There might be (laughs) other ways, but not that way. Stock up on other insurance, but not flood. And of course, in society, we've come to associate the rainbow with... Yeah, with queer pride. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what that means here. Yeah. (laughs) Noted. In fact, I bet they're really pissed about that usage. (laughs) Oh, you better believe they are. Oh, are they going to actually mention it? You know, not specifically about the rainbow, but boy, okay. do they have a lot to say about LGBTQ. Sure. So inside, it's a bustling activity. First, like you enter through the gift store. So there's all kinds of things you can buy. You can buy George the Giraffe as a, like a plush. And there's just tons of books and videos. And I'll learn over time that I'm just going to see all of the same books and videos that Answers and Genesis produces and that their partners produce yeah. in different formats and different locations. And I uh, got to say, they put a lot of work into the design there's some good design work it's just kind of it's everywhere it reminded me a little bit of Scientology okay just in that you know it's the same thing just sort of repackaged repackaged okay yeah Yeah, I was thinking that too so like so you've got maybe there's the adult version of how to think about creation but Mm -hmm. then there's also the exact same text watered down for kids slightly Uh shorter okay yeah illustrations here's the timeline of the world and here's the timeline of the world for children with different illustrations got it wow they've got answers.tv and oh they've got this other conference that you can register for and oh wait a minute tell me about that other conference what is that yeah abide that's for women Oh! At answersforwomen.org. Yeah. Oh, but it's in March this year? It's coming up in 2023. Okay, very interesting. Oh, right. here we go. Okay, Maybe just... someplace we can send Gary. <laughs> Let's see. Look up a bird. Look up 
Answersforwomen.org. Answersforwomen.org. Uh, but my point was, you know, they've got a bunch of Ken Ham's books out. But, like, you start seeing all these different programs and study guides and manuals that they have. But then you realize later on you see all these slides and you're like, oh, it's all the same stuff. And then you go to a different mm. store and like, oh, it's all the same stuff. You mm-hmm. know? So it feels superficially at first like, wow, there's so much that they have. And it is a lot. They've produced a lot of material. But then you realize like, oh, okay, it is kind of like the Scientology channel where it's like, yeah. oh, I've seen this documentary about drug abuse before. Oh, but look at that. You cut it up a little different. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, the music's slightly different. Oh, I might have missed it if I hadn't been watching in the last 22 hours. I get to see it again. Now. Yeah, yeah. They had another conference coming up, A Culture and Church in oh, Crisis. Right. Yeah, I remember this one. That one I, just happened. I wanted to go to this this too. Okay. But yeah, that one I think was more specifically for people who go to church. <laughs> like I think it was mm-hmm. like, I felt somehow like I would not be being honest if I signed up on that one. Oh, okay. Whereas the others, it was still like, you might audience. have kids someday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Which I won't. So there's a lot of, of course, curriculum and curriculum looking booklets that you can get for your kids, kind of the eight and a half by 11 workbooks, things that they can fill out, answer guides that you can teach with. So there's some here on life, chemistry and ecology, heaven and earth, physical world. Of course, they're very eager to say we're pro science. Of course, we love science, but science follows God's word. Of course. It's kind of cool, though, that science has achieved that level of respect that you have to at least pretend to like it. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm all for that. Exactly. Like, we at least want to look like we have the stamp of approval of science. Yeah. And at least kids come away thinking science good. Because you still sometimes run into the people who are like, oh, I don't like science. Sure. Uh, They had a bunch of like kind of approved authors. So they had their books like these guys' worldview is concomitant enough with our own that we're going to include their books here. So anyways, a lot in the gift shop. And I had to like kind of temper myself, like take it easy, Blotcher. (laughs) Like I only had my hands and I had like a notebook and like, okay, I can't carry all this stuff. It's not Christmas yet. How much room did I leave? Shoot, I did not leave enough room in my luggage to take stuff back. Okay, I'll I'll have to think about this later, what I'm going to buy and be selected. So here you can see, uh, I'm showing Carrie pictures. Sorry, everybody else, you're missing this. I'll have to post some online later. But kind of once you get past the gift shop, now you're in sort of the foyer before you get to the main conference hall. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of kids milling about and families. And there, there's sort of a table that's the help desk. And so mm-hmm. I, I come up there and I mentioned like, I was really hoping I could get some additional sessions. Here's what happened, you know, kind of recount the email that I never got a response to. And so they say, okay, you're going to want to talk to Miss Vivian. Oh, miss. She might be able to help you out. Uh, she sounds hot. We're not making any promises. So there's no yelling at Miss Vivian. It's like, <laughs> all right, I won't yell. Um, but the, what? It, so the woman's telling me that and it turns out like Miss Vivian is standing right behind her. And so, what? So this woman, probably in her 60s, comes forward and says, oh, okay, all right, so how many are there in your party? And I say, oh, just one. She's like, oh, just one. Which will be the first of like many people like, 
why are you here by yourself, strange man? Interesting. Because, yeah, most people are here with the whole family. Okay. They've signed up with the husband, the wife, and the kids. Right. And, of course, it is that grouping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they never let One their... mother, one father. It's the only way to have a family. Oh, that is the belief here. And uh, so, yeah, all of them are that. And there is a certain sameness that you start to see in the families. Like, there's so many authoritative fathers. Uh-huh. It's interesting. Just kind of the body language you see a lot of them uh sort of like constantly surveying the landscape and being sort of like on the prowl like i'm the Uh father i'm protecting everyone here i'm ready for any threats and i will fight them oh yeah your eyes are narrowing and now i recognize it yeah Yeah, it's like i've never really thought about the paranoia of hyper masculinity but there is like a even something's about to attack even at a christian conference yeah i'm letting in less light so i can really focus (laughs) on the savannah (laughs) and uh Yeah, a lot of um, just, you know, I was so used to this in my childhood, but it was weird to see again, like so many fathers telling their children to shush or behave or turn around or say thank you to the man, that kind of stuff. Um, You know, not don't yell at Miss Vivian. (laughs) Yeah, don't yell at Miss Vivian. She didn't even get married. She's a miss. Be nice to her. (laughs) (laughs) It's just interesting to observe. A lot of them kind of dress the same sort of way, too. A lot of baseball caps. Sure, a lot of, of course. A lot of shirts with slogans on them. I was just going to say, shirts with writing. Oh, yeah. I'll have some fun ones to some share later on. That's like a little cheeky. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, shooting forward a little bit. When I did sit down in the auditorium, I was sitting next to a man, and he had a bit of a Southern drawl, and he was just sort of gently complaining. and just got no idea of who's teaching what or why. Like, you just used to assume that these were Christian folks. Like teaching classes, essentially. And then he went on to talk about masks and oh, these stupid mask things. And um, was he talking about the people at the conference? He no, no, he sure. was he was talking to someone else about the world in general. Okay, like, like the here teacher, because, right? The teacher at public school yeah, might just, just be some fuck up. Yeah, you can't Got assume it. that they're good Christians anymore, right? And, okay, um, and he's saying, and Not no anymore. one, no one mm. teaches their children to respect authority. And I was like, wow, this is just so on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's the I'm showing Carrie the auditorium. It's it's massive. Yeah. Like it's, it's big. It's probably bigger than the Ark. I don't know. It's a giant room. Can hold thousands of people. Big, beautiful digital screen at the front. Little satellite screens. Like what you'd expect in sort of a mega church. Even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of when we saw Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like tiered seating or amphitheater design or anything. But yeah, it's just huge. A lot of people can fit in here. And they even have some exhibits inside here of, I think this is from Answers in Genesis. They have the Master Books curriculum. Mm. So I look at that and again, I want to buy some stuff, but not just yet. Oh, yeah. One of their (laughs) series here is on religion. And I was really drawn to this, uh, especially book three discusses the atheistic or humanistic type of religions, including agnosticism, Nazism, Scientology, Communism and naturalistic religions. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's our group. That's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, there were advertisements for various Christian schools, various providers of curriculum. There's two approved ones here. We've already mentioned Bob Jones University. Mm -hmm. So they... PJU. Yeah, they are approved by Answers in Genesis, so they adhere to the line. Better be. Better be. They're so conservative. And also, we'll see Abeka books as well. And I got to talk to... 
some people at their booth also. I don't think I'm familiar with them. Abeka? Abeka. Yeah, I'm familiar with them because one of those friends of mine who came out of homeschooling into my fourth grade class, I believe, and is actually still a friend of mine, she had been trained on Abeka books. I remember her talking glowingly about, you know, the the high quality. Like she had heard uh, the marketing spiel even in fourth grade and was sure. kind of sharing it with me. Is she still a believer? Yes. Yes, she is. Okay. Um, Worked. Yeah, yeah. Train up a child in the way she should grow. Okay, so I abandoned my conversation with Miss Vivian. So Miss Vivian said to me, you know what? Okay, since there's just one of you, I do have a ticket either for you can choose the golden ratio talk. I thought, okay, we'll yeah, see what sounds Rossi. Amazing, yes, significant. It's kind of like a numerology yeah. thing, I'm guessing, but with a biblical slant. Or you can go to Secrets of the Ark. And Secrets of the Ark oh. was number three on my list of like, ooh, I, I gotta yeah, have it. So got it. I said, okay, Secrets of the Ark, sign me up. Yes. And oh, I'm so glad I did. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to tell did you Did you that. shout at her? No, I'd been told not to shout oh, at Miss Vivian. Okay. Okay. So I restrained so okay. myself. Good. I'm glad you were given that warning. But, <laughs> but yeah, I was very excited. Like, okay, phew. And she said, we'll come back tomorrow and we'll see if we can give you anything else for the other slots you're missing. Again, no promises. So since... The auditorium where the big talk was going to be was already pretty empty. I went downstairs because I wanted to pick up my free tote bag. So I walked down into the vendor area. They have got this whole floor and it's just people from different schools, from textbook makers. Again, there's only two approved ones. So it's those two. Lots of booths, uh, people with like homeschooling assistants or, you know, it's like various things for the homeschooling parent and they're selling their wares. So, so I'll maybe talk about that in a later episode. But I eventually got to the Answers in Genesis booth in the back and they had not only a free tote bag, mm-hmm. but they gave me this backpack Whoa. from Answers in Genesis. And I was so Handsome. excited. Yeah, it's a great looking backpack. And I needed it because already I'm picking up so many little pieces of paper, pamphlets, handouts. One woman at her booth gave me this thick book, like a catalog. And I said, oh, like, is there somewhere online I could go to look at this? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I guess I will take this book. Oh, whoa. Oh, wow. Okay. Rod and Staff Publishers. Was this free? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they just gave me the catalog. Okay, yeah. This isn't online anywhere? That's crazy. Apparently not. I don't know. She wanted me to take this big fat catalog. So I was really grateful for this backpack all of a sudden because I needed it. Okay, I will pick one. Do it. Yeah, there's some some good stuff in there. uh, Description. Let's see. Science. That's what we want. Do you find this catalog comforting? Um, yes. Why? It's called Rod and Staff. Oh, they comfort thee. Yes. (laughs) Uh, okay, okay. Science and Nature. Okay, God's Protected World. This course contains 39 regular lessons, seven review lessons, and seven unit tests. The text of each regular lesson has two parts, the first part for oral reading and discussion, and the second for individual comprehension and exercise. The seven units cover water, solids, liquids, gases, that one's about my husband, Drew, the seasons, heat and cold, care of the body, animals, farming, machines, (laughs) and stewardship. The theme of the book is God's care of man and nature. The Bible theme identifies scientific facts that relate to the story of Noah. All right. And that's just one out of hundreds of books that you can order from Rod and Staff Publishing. Yeah, wow. Damn. Yeah, this is the catalog. 
is 171 pages, and each page has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, has about 10 books on it. Wow. Okay. So after I had that and I talked to a few of the uh, vendors, I went back upstairs and figured, all right, let's try to get like a decent seat to get kind of near Ken Ham. Carrie's looking a little horrified. Oh, sorry. Um, Now I'm looking at the storybooks section. Okay. Okay. This one's called Always a Child by Mrs. Cleon Martin. Read how 12-year-old John learns to relate properly to his mentally handicapped uncle and finally realizes that the way to true happiness is to be a child of the Heavenly Father. Sounds heartwarming and Sounds, edifying. Uh, very possibly upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. I'm listening. I'm putting down the catalog. No. <laughs> Uh, By all means. But oh, man, yeah, just so much material being handed out. So I go and I try various seats in this big auditorium. I should have moved closer to the front so I could be right under Ken Ham's nose. Uh, But I ended up a few rows back, took pictures of a lot of the signs of various things that they were advertising on this giant digital display they had. Yeah, these people have money. Quite impressive. Oh, I should mention while I'm scrolling through photos here, there were quite a few Pokestops at the Ark. And I'm Kind of surprised. I would almost expect them to go out of their way to remove any like Pokemon interactivity. Oh, this is Pokemon Go. Yeah. That's still around? It's still around. Wow. I still play it. I'm on the Slack channel at work. Whoa, that's a game where you take your phone out in real life and little creatures are in the world in front of you. So this is just a picture. It's like bird watching. This is a picture of me. Yeah, but with non-existent characters. Yeah. I'm just surprised because there are like videos online of pastors talking talking about how evil Pokemon is. Oh, okay. You evolve your Pokemon, and there's all kinds of things for them not to like. <laughs> but uh, this is, this okay. is a, a picture of me uh, having defeated the gym at the Ark itself. Um, I took oh, it o- okay. I took it over. I put my character there, and it was quite active. Like, people were playing Pokemon there at the Ark encounter. I thought you should know. It's a place for animals. Also, to give you something else to look at, on all the seats, they have these little cards to hand out for kids. Uh, I think I showed you those before. They're like colorful and they have little animals on them. Oh yeah, you gave me some of these. I used them as bookmarks. Uh, They're very good for that. I think that's what they're intended as. Like Bucky the beaver is busy building his place while Jesus is busy building his place for all his children. Are you a child of God? (laughs) Tenuous connection. Oh, we've got a lion. King is king of the jungle, but Jesus is king of all. He will reign forever as the king of of kings in the new heaven and new earth. Huh. Sergeant is a little St. Bernard with a little Swiss uh, barrel around his neck. Sergeant helped save people lost in snowstorms. Like? Jesus came to save people who are spiritually lost and yeah! separated from him by sin. You get the idea. Wow. Unless you want to hear about Lottie mm. the lamb. Metaphor really is powerful. Or Flutter the bird. Uh, anyway. Okay, okay, wait. Let me try. Let me try. Okay, Flutter the bird. Flutter the bird is crapping all over your car. It's just like Satan is crapping. Just like Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, good 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 good. Good, good. Just like Jesus is shitting all over your plans for the future. That's literally word for word. Whoa! How did you do that? I knew it. And okay, and then the lamb. Okay, uh, Lottie the lamb. Uh-huh. Follows the shepherd just like you child reading this bookmark follow god yeah uh, yeah okay that's, that's about right yeah lottie reminds us that people in the old testament were looking forward to the coming of the lamb of god 
Jesus, who takes away the sin of the world. And uh, Flutter said, Flutter and all things big and small were created and are cared for by Jesus. If Jesus cares for sparrows, imagine how much he cares for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there you go. Then there were more. So those cards were readily available. And uh, every other seat had this scavenger hunt passport. And again, I had to exercise real control not to fill this out myself. Because I think it would have been a little distracting. But essentially, it's something the kids can carry around as they walk through the various... Uh, exhibits and the yep. arc itself there's questions that they can have answered if they read the signage yeah this would completely hijack my brain if i didn't stop it yep yep, this, yep. like our friend Jarrett's wedding that i <laughs> basically right. did a quiz through uh-huh. they were like hey let's all do this game and i was like okay that's what we're doing it has to be finished i have to do it and then suddenly i realized everyone's giving toasts everyone's <laughs> crying and i'm still like but where is the one yellow ribbon i'm supposed to find in room four <laughs> that's funny I didn't get as hung up on that one, but I do remember my team named the most species of bird, or varieties <laughs> of bird, uh, at Jared's wedding. So I feel I feel you. At the very end of that, they were like, all the winners come in this room and we walk in and it's you and me. We were both like, well, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Why did you go of make course. a podcast, nerds? <laughs> of course. Yeah, there's something. Oh, look, we we missed our friend's wedding, but we won a book. There's That's wonderful. Something similarly wrong with us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is the message here. Anyway, so uh, yeah, grabbed all of those things. Uh, eventually, everybody files in and fills up a good chunk of the room. There's a lot of people here, and they're here to hear Ken Ham. So he's going to give the big intro talk. There was like a warm-up speaker, Brian Olson. He was one of those approved authors that we saw in the bookshop. And uh, he told us that over 2,200 people registered for the conference, like across the multiple sessions. Pretty impressive. Wow. That's, yeah, that's a lot. I believe it because I uh, sure had a hard time getting in. Oh, by the way, they had instrumental music playing overhead in this auditorium the whole time leading up. So oh, I'm sitting there nice. hearing little little instrumental versions of holy, 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 oh. Lord God almighty. almighty. That's not a familiar no. one? Uh-uh. Okay, Boy, it sounds boring. But you'll reckon that is. It's like two, two notes. But you know this one. Open the eyes of my, my heart, Lord. Lord. But it's Open all like the, the eyes, my heart. it's like the Muzak version. Yeah, sure. Playing overhead. Uh, they also had, Lord, I lift your name on high. That one Lord, was Lord, I love to sing your praises. And also, I'm coming back to the heart, heart of, of worship. worship. We, okay, we already did this episode That's right. where we just sing songs. That's right. If you're a Max Fun member, you can go listen to us sing all of these songs. Anyways, it was just fun identifying them as they're kind of subtly playing playing in the background. Uh, all right, but back to Brian. Uh, mostly he was just kind of laying out, here's what the conference is, here's what we'll be doing, so we'll, we'll unpack all this later. But he's just telling you where to be if you're signed up for certain classes, where to meet up for the garden exhibit or what have you. Uh, but also, you know, we're going to show the new movie by Kirk Cameron on this day. Make sure to catch that. He also, of course, led us off in a prayer to kick off the conference. Nice. And uh, yeah, very, very earnest. <laughs> I don't know why my reaction that was nice. <laughs> that was sincere. Nice. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, well, get it going. You got us. Really set the tone. Go to start it with a prayer. Okay, cool. He prayed that we would all be salt and light for such a time as this, which Ooh. I thought was an interesting mix of New Testament, Matthew, and Old Testament. Mm. Es- Esther put those together. That's anyway. the old meat without salt doesn't have flavor. 
that one? I think it was Jesus talking about being flavorful for the world. Oh, okay. Because I do remember this one passage, I don't know where it is, but that like basically does compare those things. Meat without salt doesn't have flavor and you're like the salt for Jesus. And then like a window without light, you can't see all the pretty shit you put in the window. I'm summarizing. Yeah, I, I think that might be the same one. Hold okay. on. Okay. But now I got to double check. because We need to know. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, Matthew 5, 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Mm. You are the light of the world. Mm. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Does salt lose its saltiness? I mean... How? If you digest it. (laughs) You think that's what he meant? It leaves your mouth, and your taste buds are no longer interacting with it. Oh, that's true. Wow, good point, Jesus. There you go. But of course, Brian was really just here to make way for Ken Ham. But before we describe who Ken Ham is... What kind of shoes was he wearing? Ooh. Uh, Here I think I see a little bit of brown leather loafers. Like penny loafers. Boring. If you're going to wear shoes, wear Rothy's. Yeah, if you want to impress me much, Ken Ham, Mm -hmm. time to wear some Rothy's. Let's not wear a dead cow's old skin. Let's wear recycled water bottles. That's a much better material. This episode is brought to you in part by Rothy's. And it's fall right now. It's a great time to be wearing cozy sneakers. Mm, So true. Fall is the perfect time to wear washable shoes because you might be stepping in some mud and Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Might be going to a pumpkin patch. And it's not just sneakers. They also Mm -hmm. have the point and the flat. Mm -hmm. Real cute stuff. They've got slip-on shoes, loafers, boots. And they're always comfortable right out of the box. They come in amazing styles and colorways. Yes, colorways. And you can wash them. Yeah. It's fantastic. And uh, people may stop you to ask, tell me about the shoe. Yeah, because they're really cute. Mm -hmm. I actually have a pair of basically penny loafers. I think they call them the driving shoe. Wait, what is this? It's talking about the RS02 sneaker. I have the RS01. I feel like I'm behind the times. Uh Oh, yeah. They just launched two new sustainably made sneakers with extraordinary comfort for all day wear. And one is the RS02. Oh, wow. And the other is is the city slip-on. Looks nice. Yeah, they also have boots. They have styles for all the people, all the genders. And Rothy's has repurposed millions of single-use plastic bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. Every single one. I've got two pairs of Rothy's. My wife has two pairs of Rothy's, and uh, we are often seen together wearing them. I think I also have two pairs of Rothy's. Whoa. Maybe it's uh, slightly addictive. Maybe. Yeah, my pair of penny loafer driving shoes or whatever, they're so cute. They're like a brick red. Ooh. In the light, they have like a little bit of an orange tint. Really, really cute. That's cool. And uh, yeah, there's no breaking them in. 
you put on the shoes and they're comfortable the first time. Get stylish shoes that are versatile and durable enough to wear all the time with Rothy's. And you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash oh no. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash oh no. Okay, Carrie, but now it's 1230 and it's time for Ken Ham. Ken Ham, Ken the Ham. man of the hour, the man who started it all. My brain always pictures a can of ham. Okay. It's not canned ham. It's Ken Ham. Ken, and not, nor is it Kent. Yeah, it's Ken Ham. K-E-N-H-A-M. That's right, one M, just like Noah's son. Which, oh, there we go. Again, I hadn't really made that connection. But not like John Ham. No, that's Hamum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. pig from uh, mm-hmm. Toy Story, mm-hmm. Hamum. Mm-hmm. I think. Anyways. I think that's right. Yeah, and also not to be confused with Kent Hovind, another KH who's yeah. a well-known creationist. Yeah, so we keep using this term creationism. I think yes. we should define it. Yes, we should and we do. <laughs> so uh, creationists are people, mostly Christians, who claim that evolution did not happen. God created the earth and us in usually six days. That's right. They're people just like us. That's right. And it often comes packaged with these more extreme claims Mm -hmm. like Satan hid bones in the earth to fool us about evolution so that we would be tested in our faith. Right. There's an immediate need when you stake that claim to start explaining some of the things that lead others to believe the world is much older. And specifically... Ken Ham is not just a creationist and evangelist. He is a young earth creationist. And that's a a phrase that's even used kind of within the community to specify we only think the earth has been around for eh, 6,000, maybe 10,000 years. You can still call yourself a young earth creationist, but not very long. Certainly not like 4 billion years. (laughs) Right, yeah. So yeah, very much a scriptural literalist position. The Bible is literally correct in how it describes the creation of the earth. And uh, I think you were alluding to, you know, there's different flavors of this. So some people will say, all right, well, you have the six days of creation, but each day was actually an age. It was a very long time. Never mind that the plants came before the sun, but you know, whatever. But yeah, this this group is like, no, it said it in the Bible, it happened that way. Mm-hmm. And we work backwards from that understanding. And, and I don't think he would consider that a, a straw man. I think yeah. he, he would agree with that. So uh, he's an Australian man by birth. He still has a very strong Australian accent. He has a very striking look. He has a yes. like a, a very angular jaw, very mm-hmm. pronounced cheekbones. Mm-hmm. He looks like he would be like the headmaster drawn in a children's book about uh-huh. like a very strict school. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I also kind of think of him as sort of uh, Abe Lincoln adjacent. Oh, totally. He totally ha- looks like Lincoln. He has kind of a, a rugged, weathered, sort of pockmarked face even. I, I would imagine maybe he had like a skin condition growing up. Like I I had really heavy acne. Me and, too, yeah. Um, leave scars. So, you know, I just feel looking at his skin, maybe that that was the case. And he usually has kind of like um, facial hair, but no mustache. So uh-huh. that helps with this sort of like Abraham Lincoln or Amish looking uh-huh. thing. Totally. By the way, I should mention when I was downstairs with all the vendors, I saw a woman who uh, was wearing sort of the traditional Amish, very long skirts, the apron ah. and the the bonnet or your cap. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And uh, you know what? She might have even been the one who gave me the Rod and Staff book. Oh, but wow. 
Uh, she wouldn't be the first. I noticed there were a lot of people who looked to be Amish uh, huh. or Mennonite uh, at the Ark. Throughout, Interesting. Throughout the, yeah, it was just uh, not something I'm used to seeing as regularly as I did for those four days. Yeah. Anyways, back to Ken Ham. So yeah, he's been active. Uh, he said that his ministry started in 1977. And he was first inspired when he saw, like, he took some kind of course and he learned about creationism in 1975 and just kind of made this his cause for yeah. for his life and career huh. to promote these ideas. Do we know if he was raised Christian? I'll have to brush up on my Ken Ham knowledge, okay, but yeah. there is like actually a Your little... hamstery. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm a little hamstrung at the moment, but on the Ark, there is like a special exhibit on the third floor as you get up there about his life. Oh, wow. So I'll, I'll review a lot of that and we'll talk more about his history. Interesting. Seems a little like not putting your line under a bushel, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was wearing just like a, a blazer and a button-up shirt. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to put our light under a bushel. Okay, seems a little not like praying in a closet. There you go. Okay, there yeah. we go. <laughs> but there's a, there's a Bible verse we're for spe- everything, Yeah, right? yeah, we're supposed to celebrate God and not celebrate us. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he tried to do it in the most humble way possible okay. uh, for right. having a life-size stand-up of yourself. <laughs> In front of your exhibit about <laughs> once that's <laughs> your life. Once you've crossed that line, your inspiring life. This you is interesting. Be modest within it. I just noticed he's using a, an Apple laptop. I don't know something about that. Just feels a little off brand for where we're going. Mm, they're very user friendly. You don't need to know a lot. I'm just thinking in terms of you know like Tim Cook being. Anyway, you'll, oh, totally. No, yeah, I see where you're you'll going. See where for my sure. brain is. Okay, uh, and but I think uh, he runs into a problem as far as user yeah. friendliness. But he also wants things to look slick and uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Apple's good at that. So he is the founder and CEO of Answers in Genesis. Oh, founder and discoverer. Okay. And he let us know right off the bat, we called this a family homeschool experience, not a conference. This isn't just a conference. It's an experience. Oh, wow. This is going to be meaningful. And our organization is way, way, way more important than Disney. Big applause. I was like, <laughs> what? 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 Where, where did this come from? What? We're beating up on Disney already? Okay, so Ross works at Disney Animation. Yeah. But you're also, you're not like particularly (laughs) religious about your work affiliation. But yeah, yeah, it does feel like a random thing to suddenly announce. That is seriously what he led with. With like the first two sentences, we've we've kicked Disney. And that got a big applause. So I'm looking around like, okay, we all hate Disney. Good thing I'm not wearing like my badge or my Mickey shirt or something. Goodness. Uh, and he listen, said, there are some good things about Disney and some not as good. Sure. Yeah. The fair. I accept that. But that's true about our country as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and it, his things are going to be probably absurd. They're going to be like Disney is trying to teach little boys to wear dresses or whatever. Oh. Like they're always really nuts things. Are you sure you weren't there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it really that? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Can't wait. Can't wait. So he says, we're like uh, Disney in some ways, but there's one big difference. We're different because we tell the truth from God's word. Yes. Clap, 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 clap. So he was very excited that the whole first session just filled up right away, which is true. Yeah, sold out. And he said, and the second also sold out as well. And I don't know, it seems like there's two million people on the waiting list for more. What? Two million? It was just his hyperbole. Ten. Ham. <laughs> he said we've added more workshops to try to make room for all the demand, and I appreciate that because I'm trying to get into more 
It says we've got our staff, they're working overtime. Some people are like teaching back-to-back workshops all day just so we can, you know, get people into them. The staff comforts thee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about uh, there's a building next door you'll see that's kind of closed right now. That's a carousel that we're building. We're ordering from Europe. We have horses coming. Which, cool. Like it just felt so or animals, right? The, it's going to be oh, arc themed, yeah. right? So I'm sure they're going to be two by two with animals. But okay, uh, this sounds cool. It, but it also sounded just so blatantly like copying Walt Disney. Again, yeah, yeah. Because He's got like a real bug up his ass. The merry-go-round at Griffith Park was one of the inspirations for yeah. Walt yeah. to create the same thing at the Disneyland Park. But yeah, yeah. So he was complaining about shipping delays. And oh, at every turn, he would find some little excuse to make little digs at the Biden administration. Okay. So, cool. you know, shipping delays, having problems with the administration. Oh, kind sure. Of thing. Very simple world to live in. Yeah. Good guys, bad guys. Whatever is happening right now is the president. Yeah, pretty cool. much. So he was uh, saying that we've made the ARC fully accessible to all of you who are here. It's included with the cost of your experience. I should hope so. Attendance. But also for our Creation Museum and the ARC Encounter, we're making them totally free for anyone 10 and under. And for this <laughs> conference, that's like 90% of you. You know, Again, a little bit of hyperbole. Oh, is it really like mostly kids, though? A lot of kids. Not okay. mostly kids. No, okay. Mostly adults. Okay. And he asked how many people were from out of state, and almost all of the audience raised yeah, their hands. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Yeah, and he asked, like, oh, who's actually here from Kentucky? And it was just like a smattering of hands, like, okay. oh, we're, we're actually from here. So again, I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm going to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because everybody's traveled, Everybody's right? here, and nobody's wearing masks. Are you wearing a mask? I, I was not. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's tough in that environment. Oh, to like... man. And I'm already wearing a badge that says Burbank, California. Sure. And I probably have, like, the ghost of Mickey. Yeah, yeah, head. you smell like Walt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you smell like Walt. <laughs> so then he asked specifically, like, who's from California? So I raised my hand and a few sure. other, more than there are people from Kentucky. But he has that kind of like, oh. Okay. <laughs> and boy, will I get that so much over the coming days. Like, yeah. you know, that's always the chit chat, how you start a conversation. Oh, where are you from? Oh, you're from Georgia. That's cool. Where are you from? Oh, Burbank, California. Oh, yeah, it's always this either condolence or like, ooh, what are you doing there? And I was really tempted (laughs) to reply with like, guess which state had the most Trump voters? Oh, sure. California. Yeah. We're just that much bigger than all y'all. Right, right, right. Uh, it's an enormous state. But I never I never fought that battle. Sure. <laughs> That's not what I was there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he, yeah, they're probably thinking you are a very conservative person in California who feels right. left out and, by the rest of And there of are plenty them. of them. I know many of them. Yeah, sure. Conservatives in California. Yeah. Uh, but boy, yeah, immediately. Even in Burbank. No kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, there's so many gun shops in Burbank. So many guns what's happening there so crazy why are there so many guns in burbank i don't get it so bizarre so he was saying like some of you come from liberal states with liberal governors or if you're from california liberal everything (laughs) and um he was saying if you come from one of those liberal states don't worry you don't have to go back we're hiring (laughs) cute so yeah they had little signs up around hoping people would uh, apply to work for answers in genesis and he's again Still stuck on the Disney thing. He says, uh, I'm sure some of you have Netflix or Disney Plus, and I'm not even going to ask. I'm sure some of you do. But it's kind of this clear, wow. like, you know, like you should probably you, get rid of shouldn't. that implication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if you're doing it right, you don't have it. But what you should really get is our new streaming service, Answers.tv. Oh. 
We need more Bible-believing Christians to be signing up for this. And it's just... I wonder how much it is. You know, I I looked up later. It's uh, $40 a year. Okay. And maybe that was a conference special or something. (sighs) I'm going to be getting this for Drew for Christmas. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Oh, my question was... loves Christian TV. Do I sign up for this now or do I wait until we're doing the series? Mm. So that will be fine. Time. Let's go ahead. Let's sign up for Answers.TV. Okay. Now, I've already seen some of this stuff because, again, like Scientology's channel, like they just play a lot of the same things that like I already saw at the Ark. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to watch more. So yeah, well, once you get it, let me know how many logins there are because if we can avoid giving them eighty dollars a year, let's let's give them forty. Fair point. Let me know. But the real benefit of Answers.TV is that it is not like Disney Plus, which is pushing an LGBTQ worldview. Okay. We came out and we said it. Okay, yeah. I like that I've seen Bambi. It's a worldview. LGBTQ worldview. Worldview. There's a way I can sign off on that. It's just not bad. I mean, actually, tonight as we're recording, I'm going to go see our new film, Strange World. Okay. From Disney Animation, which is coming out November 23rd. So watch for it, everybody. Go see it in the theater. Look for my name in the credits. Uh, But it has a gay protagonist. And these people are going to lose their minds. (laughs) Uh, But they they already hate us. This is a good time to tell you that my other much more successful podcast, Hidden Mickeys, that comes out every week, Mm -hmm. that's coming out shortly with an episode reviewing Turning Red. Oh, yeah. Did you see this movie? Yeah. Did you like it? I liked it. Oh, okay. We hated it. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say the way you're saying this sounds like- Oh, yeah, yeah. We hated it. Why'd you hate it? Well, you'll find out. All right, I'll listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, you shouldn't listen because the episode is specifically made for our friend Matthew who asked us to watch Turning Red and we tell everybody else repeatedly to turn off the episode. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's a really good podcast. You gotta listen. Yeah, yeah. All right. Very good. Well, I will get to that point at least, and then I'll be rejected. Oh, that's seconds in, but okay. It's a really strange show. So he says there's 5,000 programs on Answers.TV already, but more coming. And yeah, we need God's people to subscribe. So that's telling me like, please make this financially viable for us. Don't share (laughs) logins with your friends. Uh, He also promotes two of his more recent books, Divided Nation and another one called Creation to Babel. I've got one here, but we can talk about his books later. And the Creation to Babel book leads him to really his central point of this talk that he's going to. uh, And I don't don't think the talk even had like a particular name. It was just the opening, the keynote. It's just the Creation to Babel. Uh, If it would be called anything, it would be Genesis 1 to 11 is the foundation for everything. Okay. To the point he even had us repeat it all together in unison. Sounded it's not a- snappy, but okay. Yeah, but Genesis one, 1 to 11, eleven is the foundation, foundation of, of everything. everything. Okay. To be fair, the chant that he gave us later was, "You start with Genesis one to 11. <laughs> Still not. No, we got to work on it. Still not great, but a little better. Okay, so he launches into it. He starts with a little trivia. I thought I'd start with you on um, some of these trivia questions. Oh, no. Okay. See see if you do as poorly as I did. Oh, no. You're much better at Bible trivia, but okay. Oh, but this is. But this is Ken Ham Bible trivia. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a special kind of Bible trivia meant meant to even throw off this audience. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. Where was the Garden of Eden located? There are options. Okay. One, Australia. Two, America. Three, in the area around the present Tigris and Euphrates rivers. Four, we can't know. 
Five, it's not important. Uh-huh. Ooh. Okay, boy. Okay, so what I'm doing right now is not trying to figure out the answer. It's trying, trying to figure, figure out, out what, Ken Ham's answer. Yeah. yeah, okay, Ken Ham's answer. If Ooh. I open a can of ham, what kind of answer will I find? Okay, I think, okay, I'm going to say he says it's not important. A smart take of the available options. I, of course, like a fool, like most of the people <laughs> in the room, I went for number three in the area around the present Tigris and Euphrates rivers because those are mentioned in the text. And because the way that's phrased does feel like like it's, the it's first two were like throwaways and yeah. then three is like a really specific answer. Yeah, maybe two is just a dig at the Mormons, you know, who think that it's in Jackson yeah. County, Missouri. Okay. Uh, so you were close, but it was... For we can't know. We can't know. So he said, uh, sure, they're mentioned, but there was a worldwide flood. So all of the waterways were thrown off. There's just no way to tell where the original Garden of Eden was. Okay. That's Ken Ham's answer. But a lot of people raised their hands with me. They thought it was number three. So Interesting that he leaves room for ignorance. Like his whole thing is kind of, Mm. we can figure out all of it. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. If the Bible doesn't weigh in definitively. Yeah. Then we can't know. Yeah. Okay. Which All is interesting because right. I would have thought, oh, that's one the Bible actually tells us. But okay, question number two. Interesting though, like, okay, that he'd give also it doesn't matter as an alternative and be like, no, it matters. We just can't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think I won so far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's important. Okay. Uh, next question. Did kangaroos once live in the Middle East? Oh, God. Okay, okay. Does Ken Ham think oh, and, kangaroos oh, once lived in the Middle East? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This That is the way to parse these questions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I will add the options he gives us. A, that's okay. funny. The previous were one, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> now we have A, B, C, and D. Okay. A, okay. they live in Australia. B, they we- live there now? <laughs> yep. Well, that's true. Okay. These are the options. Yeah, we changed tense. So we went from oh, no. past to present. Okay. B, we don't know. C, yes. D, <laughs> D, none what? of the above. Oh, no. Did he just make these slides seconds before his presentation? <laughs> okay, okay. See, look, this camel is confused as you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, okay, a picture of a camel with question marks above her head. But okay. Asking about the kangaroo. Okay. Okay, so the question was, did they ever live in the Middle East? Yes. <laughs> the first answer is they live in Australia. <laughs> well, I can uh, see some. <laughs> okay. I can see I can see this conversation happening. One person says, Did kangaroos once live in the Middle East? They live in Australia. Yeah, someone responds, they live in Australia. Yeah. Actually, it's like having a conversation with like an eight-year-old. I'm not gonna answer your question. Yeah. I held a bug once. <laughs> Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Okay, it. okay, okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, uh, it doesn't matter. Was there an option for it doesn't matter? There was a we don't know. Okay, we don't know. The answer is yes. Yes, they did <laughs> once live in the Middle East. Okay. Because we know the Ark landed in the Middle East in yeah. the Ararat region. And so they had to live okay, there. Okay, that was the first thing I thought. But okay. To their eventual home. It so, seems like he's trying to make this hard for me. That's, okay. That still tripped up um, okay. a lot of the audience. But now we get to my favorite question of okay. the whole seminar. Whoa. Okay, here we go. Can you marry your relative? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. 
we we've stuck with uh, letters this time, but they've gone they've gone capitalized instead of lowercase. Why is that after kangaroos? Yeah, and these are questions that need to be answered. Like, okay. can I please marry a relative? Uh, all right. Oh, it's because okay, because on the, the answers boat, are people married their a, relatives. Okay. A yes, B no, C probably, or D only after counseling. And there's a picture of an illustration of. Uh, a young man and a young woman and they both look disgusted they're kind of looking at each other like oh she's got her mouth open he's just showing his front teeth and squinting mm. okay okay so does ken ham think i can marry my relative first i want to know what does he mean by can so, yes no does probably or only after counseling i assume we're talking about ethically not Legally, yeah, okay. I, that's a fair I, narrowing of the question. I think that Ken Ham is actually going to get this right. I think this is a point where Ken Ham and I are right. going to agree. Okay, which is, of course, you should be able to marry your relative who fucking cares. I mean, you probably should look into the genetics there before you if procreate you're gonna if that's children. what you're going to do. Okay. But of course, we shouldn't. I don't. I don't care if you fuck your brother. Ding ding ding, Carrie, yeah! Carrie, and Ken Ham. <laughs> What up, Ken Ham? Have formed odd bedfellows. That's right. The answer is yes. But what really (laughs) just amazed me is is that he didn't like rush to contextualize this. It wasn't like this. Now, of course, since the beginning, of course, and he makes the point that um, Adam and Eve, obviously, all of us came from them. Mm -hmm. So, yes, they had to like to procreate and for future generations. Uh, also from the ark, you had to have brothers and sisters sleeping with each other. That happened. Yeah. But normally I'm used to a, a creationist saying like, but the uh, genetic line was much stronger than it's mm. deteriorated since then. And he kind of like later in other parts of the talk maybe uh, suggests that. But here it was just like no qualifications. Of course you can marry a relative. Yeah. That's it. Agree. Okay. Well, I bet in this crowd, part of the motivation there is like, yeah. The number of people I would let my daughter fuck is so small. Oh, no. That, yeah, it's I'm going to have to allow for the possibility. I didn't even think of that. That she falls in love with her brother. Huh. And that is okay because my world is very, very small. Frankly, that's the way this came across. And he was a little chastising of the audience for having gotten this one so wrong. Oh, sure. Yeah, he even let out a little, oh, my goodness. He's like, uh, and now let me introduce my wife, who I met when I was four because she is my older sister. <laughs> so even. But again. If you want to do it, listen, you know, it's like kind of hot. Wild. If you got to do it, just <laughs> fuck your brother. Just go ahead. It's fine. Huh. As long as you're both old I, I still feel like if we pushed him on the issue, he would be like, oh, well, there's genetic issues to be worried sure. about. But it was just weird. He didn't bring up any of that. It was just like, here's the answer. It's fine. If I ever get to interview Ken Ham, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, we have such common ground. <laughs> Brother, sister, yeah. fucking. It's hot. I get it. Let's start from our shared it. perspective on the <laughs> Targaryens. They get it. Smart. All right. And then final question. T-Rex was created to be a... What? Okay. A. Okay. Herbivore. B, carnivore, C, omnivore, D, all of the above, which would be omnivore, but okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, dear Lord. Um, Okay, so there's all this conversation 
about whether the T-Rex was a vegetarian. I think the latest consensus in the science is probably not, probably closer to omnivorous than Mm. vegetarian. They used to think vegetarian for a minute there. But I think he's going to be like, I like meat. So it's going to be at least omnivore, if not carnivore. Okay, so I'm going to say he lands with the science here accidentally and says omnivore. Oh, interesting. I uh, actually, I knew exactly where he was going with this. Okay. Herbivore. Okay. Because. Oh, it was before the fall. Yes. Of course. And before the fall. Of course. There was no death. There was no sin. That's right. We were all created as vegetarians. So teeth aside, the T-Rex was created as an herbivore. This is a total aside and not Ken Ham's bag, but have you met the Christian vegetarians? Uh, as a specific group now. Okay. Sometimes they show up at vegetarian conferences and they're like evangelicals who are like, well, before the fall, uh, and when Ah. we say the fall, we mean Adam and Eve getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Before the fall, uh, we were all vegetarians. So that is the ideal state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very much the argument that we got from the Seventh-day Adventists. Mm -hmm. So you might think then that would be an amazing opportunity for them to serve vegetarian food here at the Ark. Oh, yeah. I bet there's so much. It's so good. It's actually very difficult oh, really? to not eat meat at the Ark. Huh. Yeah, go figure. Interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about the eating arrangements later. But yeah, not the default. They just decided not to make that an important doctrinal issue or the probably yeah. would have the story about the sheet being lowered from heaven to Peter. Long story. Anyways, I lied. There's one more question. Which one of these is a prehistoric creature? A, okay. Tyrannosaurus Rex. B, Pterodactyl. C, Plesiosaur. D, none of the above. Uh, okay. Um, he used air quotes around prehistoric. Mm, good observation. Yeah, thank you. So what point is Ken Ham trying to make? Okay, so I think none of the above because prehistory doesn't exist because the Bible already tells us everything that happened. So what's prehistory? You got it. It's all in gen- yeah! It's all in Genesis 1 to 11. The very beginning of history is recorded there. There is no such thing as prehistory. What yes! Is, what does that Bam! even mean? I'm getting on board. I'm figuring out his reasoning. I'm in his head. Okay. Okay. You're a little too excited about it, but I'm happy for you. Okay. So uh, there There's we go. no prehistory. Fuck your brother. Got it. I think at this point, we're on board with him now. He's gotten us. And he goes into the main talk. Your religion determines your worldview, Carrie. Oh, uh, true. Largely, yeah. And there are only two religions. Oh, okay. Disagree. There's man's word and there's God's word. Hand goes up. Excuse me, (laughs) Mr. Blotcher, the Disney Times. What does this mean? And he said, you know, we all have a worldview. Either, uh-huh. you know, there's a secular one, there's a Christian one. So he's got multiple <laughs> ways to to draw this distinction. But Oh, my um, God, his world is so tiny. If okay. You, if you bring up some other branch of religion, then he yeah. can lump you in the man's word okay. rather than God's word. Great. Um, <laughs> and he said... It's uh, like if I went around like, there are two points of view, Carrie's and the rest. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is so doc- so doctrinaire that he's like drawing these battle lines between Answers in Genesis and all of these other Christian organizations right. who have lost the plot. They have right. uh, they have failed to uphold this important stand that we must make that the Bible is literally true. Okay, yeah. 
And so oh, he buddy. said, um, you know, we only invited a small number of vendors to this conference because there are many that claim to be Christian or even creationists that we can't recommend. Oh, wow. And I the, wonder if they actually applied and they said no or, or oh, if that's kind of sour grapes. We're not that popular. Yeah, I feel like there have been some fallouts probably that already happened in the past and they mm. probably knew like, oh, we're not welcome at Mm-hmm. That, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would have been very uh, fun to be a fly on the wall if some yeah. other textbook maker said, hey, can we have a booth? And right. No. <laughs> you once said something contrary to Genesis 3.12. You or... said kangaroos never lived in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a there's a battle going on, both without and within. But we here at Answers mm-hmm. in Genesis, we teach the seven seas of creationism. And it was really annoying because nowhere in his talk did he, like, name all of them. Oh, my God. At least, I don't know. Hand me your PowerPoint, sir. I will help you. But, like, he would, like, allude to certain ones. I'm trying to think if he ever actually named them. But (laughs) That's awful. You can look this up online. It's just, like, I had to go look it up. So, all right, you want to venture any of the seven seasons? Yes, totally. Okay. Okay. Chastity. (laughs) Conspiracy. (laughs) <laughs> these are good c's <laughs> um communion mm. um uh incest <laughs> i'm in or little um, <laughs> um uh capriciousness okay creation oh good you got one <laughs> <laughs> that's in, that's in the seven c's of creationism yeah. uh-huh. what is creation great <laughs> and capitalism no, oh, well, yeah, these are all adjacent and I'm sure warmly embraced. But uh, the seven C's are creation, corruption, catastrophe, oh. confusion, Christ, cross, <laughs> and the weakest of them all, consummation. Okay. Really stretching. Wow, there. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Y- yeah, put cross last. God. Come on, dude. So uh, here he was talking about uh, one of the lies that the world tells us, that that we live in a beautiful world. Guess what? It's no. not a beautiful world. Okay. We live in a world that is now groaning after the fall. He was like really embittered about this one TV show or documentary or drama. I'm not sure, but it was about Darwin. And they said that his daughter died and they were real clever. They had him outside looking at, you know, the, the grave. And you hear the church organ playing in the background. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great. Exactly. And he said they were trying to like draw this little distinction here to show like clearly God did not create a beautiful world because here's his dead daughter. And you know, he's probably right. That is the contrast they were trying to paint. But he said, no, that's a lie. The world is not a beautiful place. And it was interesting. He even decried like as a bad thing what's happening now in Ukraine. And I thought, oh, Hmm. at least you're against that. Yeah, that's interesting. Because uh, Trump couldn't find a bad thing to say about Putin's actions. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Good for you. You know, got to give him credit where he... Was he clearly on the right side of that dispute? Yeah, it it was clear that he was upset about Ukraine being invaded. Okay. Yeah? Huh, interesting. Anyway, so he was saying that evolutionists use that as a cudgel, like, oh, you know, you think everything's supposed to be perfect and it's not. Well, we don't believe that. Oh, I see. We can be as pessimistic as you. Yeah, he was saying you could just as easily have a song called All Things Gross and Horrible. <laughs> wow. Um, the Lord God made them all. And then, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he didn't huh. finish that, but uh, I guess. Huh. Uh, Satan loves s- Split off from God's wonderful creation. <laughs> yeah, there we go. 
then he had a little rant about Ted Turner, uh, who's like creator of CNN and well known as an atheist. And mm. he was saying uh, apparently someone close to him died, and that's why he turned away from God. So this uh. this lie, this belief that the world is supposed to be perfect, leads people astray from God. Mm. So then he tackles another common misconception. People try to say like, oh well, you can't fit all the species on the ark. You know, you didn't have Holstein cows in the Garden of Eden. You didn't have puppies. <laughs> No, because God made kinds. Oh, uh, yes. This is different from species somehow. Yeah, this is a very important subject of study for creationists to somehow establish kinds as a different biological classification of life rather than species. Mm -hmm. So they'll attack species as being amorphous and indistinct. And sure, it is hard to define species yeah. and separate them. That That's a real problem of cladistics. But And evidence of evolution itself. Right. Yeah, exactly. The fact that it's hard to draw those lines tells huh, us something. Think about it for a second. It's like it's a continuum, huh. but they have their whole idea of kinds. We'll definitely get into that later. Cool. So I'll yeah. leave it there. Um, another thing that he doesn't like is that the world treats the Ark as a story, as a myth. And he says huh. it used to be neutral language to say Bible story, but we don't use that phrasing here now because it's belittling. It treats it like it's just, you know, another story among many fictional stories. No, we call it the biblical account, the uh, biblical mm. record. Yeah. Let's use that phrase instead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, also, let's not use the word boat here. This is not a boat that we have. It's a ship. It's a, <laughs> okay, buddy. It's a seafaring vessel, you know. Okay. Like, so if you use the word boat, we're going to have to wash your mouth out. Oh, my God. This reminds me of- uh, Your thing is beached on- the shore attached to a building. <laughs> Not a boat. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, too diminutive. It reminds me a bit of going to this one place uh, that builds buildings out of earth, soil. If you said dirt, they would make you do push-ups or something. Like They're like, don't call it dirt. It's uh, it's earth. This is a place you've been to? Yeah. Uh, actually, it was really cool. They make all of these sustainable buildings using... I have to always stop and not say dirt. Earth, we had it as a field trip for our Camp Quest uh, it, camp. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting little thing about advocacy. Because I remember when I worked mm -hmm. in animal rights, you know, people would suddenly get a bug up their butt about the word meat and be like, we should be saying flesh. Oh, oh yeah. instead of saying farm animals, we should be saying farmed animals and mm. stuff. Where it, it like feels so meaningful to the speaker, but to the listener, you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's uh, six of one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think the goal is to paint a certain picture in people's minds mm. and we want we want when they hear this to think of blood and, and pain right. and suffering right 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 which sometimes is effective and sometimes is hey we live in a terrible world oh okay the, the world is groaning the ross doesn't like the world <laughs> no i'm just i'm channeling ken ham <laughs> i'm fine with the world i mean you gotta read factfulness yeah, yeah. obviously bad stuff going on in the world sure, gotta fix sure. It. that's right. in there don't worry that's in not the conversation we're having you don't Anyways. need to write me an email about factfulness <laughs> right. before you read it Oh, but they do. People do. <laughs> I don't want to read this book. I think it's going to have this point, which will make me feel this way, which I already have a response mm. to. Thank you for your email. So this is where he trains us. Like, we're going to chant this a lot. This is going to be the answer to everything. So everybody say together, you start with Genesis 1, one to, to 11. 11. And the answer to every question I now ask for the next series, the answer is all the same. Here's the answer, and I want you then to repeat it after me. You start with Genesis 1 to 11. What's the answer? You start with Genesis 1 to 11. Okay, how do we deal with gender? Because you need to teach your children these things. 
The answer is you start with Genesis 1 to 11. There's only uh-huh. two genders. Sure. Okay, There's, cool. We're getting right to it. M- guess what the two genders are. No, you <laughs> <laughs> Incest. So he says that, you know, well, Jesus even quoted Genesis in Matthew and Mark when talking about, you know, like, then a man should leave his parents and cleave to his wife. So there we go. Because Jesus quoted Genesis, that means he signs on completely to everything we're saying. Oh, sure. Genesis has to be absolutely true because Jesus mentioned it. Jesus talked out of both sides of his mouth all the time. He would mm. be like, I'm here to fulfill the word. Oh, never mind. I'm getting rid of it. He was very erratic, really erratic person. He was. But uh, Ken Ham's takeaway is like, Jesus said there are only two genders. He like makes that as like the okay. equivalent statement. And he tried to dip in a little bit like, okay, the world tells us there are exceptions. People with unusual arrangements of chromosomes and you know that's very rare that's you know 0.2 percent or 0.5 percent of people and that just goes to show that we live in a fallen world where things aren't like they used to be okay we need not deal with rare things right right so we can easily just uh sweep them under the rug in a world of eight billion people yeah that's interesting yeah that's a lot of people first of all but also it's an exact counterpoint to the point you're making but that's how he dealt with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do not deal with rare things here. Must feel really good to be that person. Yeah, right. Oh, cool. I'm just deteriorated. Oh, I'm oh okay. I'm rare. Okay, yeah. so I'm rare, but my defective. situation. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not necessary to talk about my experience because it is not the common one. Oh, good. Again, I just think this is the exact same breath in which he'd say, and this is why we don't marry our relatives and have children with them. Oh, right, because uh, he would he would want the to fall uh, to eliminate the possibility of deterioration these of the, the genome. Yeah, surprises. Yeah. Marriage. We get the same answers from Genesis 1 to 11. God made Adam and Eve. Not Adam and Steve. Yeah, he didn't say that, but Uh, that was implied. Yeah, yeah. Woman came from man. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and there was this like... um, Encouragement to the men to like say that to your wife when the next Valentine's Day comes around, you know, that you were made you came from, from me. Yeah. Uh. This is like a like a romantic thing you can say. So oh my God. He said the next Valentine's Day, if cancel culture hasn't done away with it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying to picture Drew being like, guess what? You came from my rib. Oh yeah. You know what? It was even better than that. He said, Tell your wife after you rip her mask away. What? You- you are bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Oh, her mask. Her She's, COVID mask? Yes. <laughs> your fucking lib wife wearing your fucking mask. You pull it off. So that that was the real romantic wow. line. You are bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Creepy. Yeah. Creepy as hell. So Genesis 2.24 tells us God created marriage, not Joe Biden or the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Whoa, okay. Okay, you're right. They and, did not invent marriage. And Ken Ham insists there is no such thing as gay marriage. They can try to use that word, but it's it's just not by definition a marriage. It's not a man and a woman. <laughs> All right. And uh, then he, he tucks right back into Disney. Disney is now more explicitly anti-God. They're really pushing the LGBTQ worldview. And uh, it's just like in the Bible, you know, turning them over to their depravity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why do we have a seven-day week? Yeah, this is a big question that people ask nowadays. <laughs> it's Genesis <laughs> it's on 1 the to lips 11. Of everybody. Now we know why there's a week. Oh yeah, so yeah, in the in the biblical account, one week is the amount of time it took to make the world. That's the argument being made there. So then he he has a little diatribe about how the church has become lukewarm, how mm-hmm. uh, many of them are just 
like more interested in revelation and the end times. He's like, you mm. know, the revelation is in the Bible. It's important. It's there. But really, we need to focus on Genesis 1, 1 to 11. 11. That's interesting. Okay, so that's sort of how he's staking his claim as having a different flavor. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're not the people who are all obsessed with how the world's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. We're the people all obsessed with how the world came into existence. Correct. Okay, interesting. Uh, and he bemoans even like a lot of praise songs have terrible theology in the lyrics. I don't know. He may have given mm-hmm. examples here, but I don't have any written down. But he says, all right, well, let's let's move on before I get all heated up. Yeah, uh, it's really becoming obvious that Sky doesn't have many friends. <laughs> but Genesis 1 to 11 has more answers, like on abortion. Oh, I love that part of Genesis when they talk about abortion. Yeah, I, mm. yeah, I, I, you know, I can't remember the exact argument he used for abortion. But in fact, I remember him citing other parts of the Bible, some of the ones that we're familiar with in Psalm and Jeremiah. But that'll come up later. They have a whole exhibit at the Creation Museum, and they're building a bigger, newer one all about the abortion issue. So Answers in Genesis has... Plenty to say about that. I just realized how much of this whole system of like turning to the Bible and finding the exact thing you want, taking it out in isolation and saying, look, this supports my point of view, I'm done arguing, is so much like a precursor to internet culture Mm. where you're having this conversation and someone's like, well, I found a single headline for an article I didn't read and it says blank. Now I'm leaving. Mm. And you're like, now I have to read the whole article Uh and explain this to you. It's a lot of work to argue on the internet responsibly. This is so the same thing. Mm -hmm. He said, uh, climate change, there's answers in Genesis. And uh, you may be shocked to know that I believe in climate change. Okay. The climate is different today than it was yesterday. Oh, that's fun. It was different during the flood. Okay. AOC says we're going to destroy everything in 10 to 12 years. Ridiculous. God promised us that the seasons would never cease. Oh, uh, well, that's, that's, uh, okay, so he's talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh-huh. a leftist congresswoman mm-hmm. who has sometimes, like, talked about climate change in a way that I'm like, okay, but she, you're going to make the science not clear. She's become a, a real bogeywoman. Yes, um, absolutely. For, for this she's, crowd. She certainly doesn't deserve this level of criticism. And even though the, maybe a little. the Green New Deal, as proposed, never came to fruition, but now- any kind of climate change measure is referred to as the Green right, New Deal. Right, right, right. Uh, mostly think she's great, but uh, I think she deserves a little criticism there. Okay. Uh, another thing Genesis teaches us is that man is different. We're not part of the animal kingdom. We are separate. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, end of sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have sex with my cat and make a kitten. That's all I need to know. He brought up a tweet that Kamala Harris had made about people, women having rights over their own bodies. And he said, no, Kamala Harris, a fertilized egg is not part of your body. And uh, that, <laughs> okay. got, that got a big applaudience from the audience. Everybody went wild. Like, yeah, take that, Kamala. <laughs> you said applaudience, and I kind of like it. Yeah. I like it. That's what my brain gave me. <laughs> but um, an applause from the audience, an applaudience. <laughs> this is interesting because I know something that's coming. Because I know that while I was on my honeymoon... The news about Roe v. Wade dropped. So I imagine that that's coming for you, too. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. I was right about that time. Uh, Another big question that people ask, where do clothes come from? Genesis 1 to 11 11. has an answer for it. And he says outright that atheists just make up the whole millions of years thing. Like, that's just absurd. Because none of this, like, you know, people dying and being born and all these generations, none of that could have happened before the fall. 
because that's when death was introduced into the world. Okay. It's just a logical impossibility if you start with the assumption that the Bible is literally true. Sure. Yeah, the atheists aren't starting there, Ken. That's funny. We've got Kent Hoven, Ken Ham, and Kamala Harris, all KHs. Oh, what yeah, is, that is interesting. What is going on here? Hey. He said he was going to be giving a talk about racism on Friday oh, at the Creation no. Museum. And I was like, oh, can I extend my visit? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that, oh, I'm sure that's no. great. Oh, <laughs> God. He insisted, like, we have the answer for racism because we all came from Ham, Shem, and Japheth. So we all have the same skin color, just more or less melanin. And he was very okay. proud of this, that this was his talking point. Fine. He says, I'm not a white person. And he holds, oh. he holds up a... And just to be clear, he's a white person. He is. But he holds up a piece of paper next to his face. You know, oh, my God. Say, See, look, this is whiter than I am. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? I take back my earlier criticism. He does have a slide that shows the seven seas of history. Oh, good. So okay. I take it back. I'm sorry, Ken Ham. Okay. There they are. Okay. So, so there we go. We've solved racism. Ta-da. Also, uh, critical race theory is man's word, so it's wrong. Sure. Oh, okay. Okay. And he's like, why don't you people get it? It's the inside of a person that matters. Very, right, right. Very, very nice and easy for you to say, Ken Ham. I've, I've engaged with this question for all of 30 seconds, and mm -hmm. I've got the solution. That's great. Yeah. Oh, boy, we didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, wow. Okay, that makes everything so easy. And you have in the Bible the whole curse of Ham, which is what created so much of this. Like so many people theorized that that was why black people deserved the suffering that they got was because they were cursed. Oh, right. This is what the Mormons used to say, right? Oh, mainline Christians said it. Yeah. And okay. like it was used uh, as a justification of slavery in the oh, U.S. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's silly to say that because other people saw Genesis 1 to 11 a little differently there. Right. I'm and just... used it to support slavery. Slavery. Right, right, right. I'm not going to deal with the ugliest parts of my view, and mm -hmm. I'm just going to reduce it to a bumper sticker and move I've on. got it right, because, well, those people just, you know, it's kind of a no true Scotsman thing. Those mm, people yeah. didn't actually read God's word correctly. Right, like me. Well, he could have made it a little more clear then, couldn't he? Yeah. Just so you know, Adam and Eve were middle brown. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Um, he, they've worked out the genetics and okay. there you go. Now you know how to picture them. Where did he say the Garden of Eden was again? We oh, we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> That's right. Okay. But we know they were middle brown. Okay. Seems like if we can't know that first thing, we shouldn't know that second thing. <laughs> no, we know this one. Besides the bizarre phrasing. By the way, dinosaur, arbitrary term. It was created in the 1800s. Not very useful. Oh. I mean, they use it, but <laughs> essentially, like, it's it's misleading. Sure. I mean, all of language is that way. Sure. Yeah, dinosaur. What a weird word. Anyway, about Middle Brown. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a list of uh, attacks on the church. He had, oh, yeah, a lot of graphics about the danger of the secular worldview and separating the Christian worldview from the secular worldview. Very dramatic colors. Yeah, it looks very much like um, uh, what's Doug Bachelor's operation? It's a similar name. I get their newsletter. Oh, why, why, why Amazing, is facts. Amazing facts. Amazing facts. Amazing facts. That's it. So yeah, you've got all these dramatic graphics of like a planet made out of sand. That's the secular worldview. <sighs> and it's 
and it's resting on a pedestal of sand that is man's word. Whereas the Christian worldview is made out of bricks that are painted white and blue with bricks the continents. never decay. No one's ever seen it. And, and they're resting on like a solid rock foundation that says God's word. You know, like when you walk by the pyramids and you're like, that's all gone now. But then you walk by an old brick building and it's like perfectly stained exactly as it was built. <laughs> Touche, touche. <laughs> uh, so many different ways of visualizing this. Then he has a castle that's built up and it says Christian worldview and there's flags f- fluttering at the top that say all doctrine, the gospel based on Genesis 1 through 11. As, oh, he loves that part. As opposed to, of course, the secular worldview. So lots of intimidating little graphics uh, showing us how decrepit and horrible man's worldview is uh, but really it's all it's all a worldview so you got to pick one or the other mm. why not pick the christian one mm. the god one it's not a question of science versus pseudoscience it's a question of worldview simply choose yeah, simply exa- choose to believe you, you got to choose one it, yeah it's this kind of flattening that we always see of like well everybody has a religion you've just chosen this as your right, religion right right i find that so alien I don't feel like I have control over what I believe. I know right. I still have biases. Right. I remember as I was coming out of faith, it's like, I want to believe. Yeah. I, like, if I could choose, I would That's choose to believe. I do. Yeah, but yeah. I, I can't anymore. Guess how he feels about VeggieTales. Okay. Um, bad. Yeah. They're dangerous. Yeah. Okay. VeggieTales is a, <laughs> a Christian cartoon. What yeah. doesn't he like about it? Well, they depicted the Ark as like a giant orange and they put zebras on it. There were no zebras on the Ark. There was only horse kind. Okay. They should have known so this. So he's he's writing off all of VeggieTales for that? Yep. Wow. I'm sure you'd have other examples, but you know, they're not purely scriptural and they're belittling Noah's Ark. This in guy's anti social. Like this <laughs> this guy does not want to have allies in the Christian world. He wants to have like a very small little army of people who see things exactly as he does and who explicitly are like at war with the others. Yeah, that's right. Yuck. Because he knows what the truth is and uh, it's super important. I think there's something deeper going on I, than that. I think we knew this, but he says the Big Bang is not true. I think we could uh, have okay. figured that out. The, yeah. earth, the earth didn't cool. It was already water. It was already the Bible, cool, man. The Bible tells us. Also, plants were created before the sun, moon, and the stars. I was impressed that he leaned into that one, mm. which I think is like the most glaring, just obvious, like, well, you got it wrong. Oops. Yeah, photosynthesis Oops. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was this light that existed before we had the sun, moon, and uh, like most of creation is contained just in like, and the stars. Uh-huh. Like they're just some sprinkling up right, there rather right. than like the, to decorate the vast sky. bulk of the firmament. He was very much about apologetics. He says, you need to teach your children to defend the faith. And a lot of people say like, well, I send my kids to a public school so that they can be salt to the Hmm. other children. Mm -hmm. And he says, you can't be salt until you are salt. Okay. So, you know. That is so clear. Thank you. (laughs) He's like, they're they're not ready for it. They're still learning. So you've got to. Train them up first, make sure that they are defending the faith, and then send them out into the world. That's so telling, too. Like, not you need to explain this to your kids so they understand. Mm -hmm. No, we're skipping, like, five steps ahead of that. Like, you need to make soldiers out of your children. Right, and you need to defend them from the opposing worldview that's going to be pressed upon them. Is Ken married? Uh, Yes, to... Mrs. Ham? Mally. That's a cool name. 
Yeah. Okay. She yeah. Look, looks nice. She looks nice. And he realizes, okay, we've gone through a lot, but you know, we can't answer all the questions right here. But we have these books, these Answers in Genesis books, where we've tackled 163 attack questions that the world has tried to inflict upon our worldview. He promotes their many, many slick materials that he has. But uh, that was it after, boy, he'd gone over at like a little over an hour, 15 minutes. Okay. And um, that was our kickoff. And that wasn't Secrets of the Art. That was just a welcome. That that was just everybody in the massive auditorium before you break out into your other things. Just a ham appetizer. Yeah, that's right. And so people who had signed up for a 215 workshop had half an hour to quickly scarf down some food if they haven't already and get to their next talk. But for me, I had some time to freely roam. So Mm. I, next time, will share what I did Monday afternoon. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you so much for going to this. My pleasure. And thank you for bringing me back this thing I have sitting between us, which is a replica of the Ark. Yeah, a little scale model. I'm trying to remember what the scale was of that one. It said on the box something like... Like 1,500 or something. It was such an imprecise measurement. It was like 1 712th or something like that. And I was like, dude, just make it round. (laughs) Scale it up. They'll make all the hay they can out of the numbers they have. But what I'm saying is like, they made this and then they did the math. Do the math first and then make your replica so that you get a round number so I can be like, whoa, this is exactly a 500th. But no, I'm like, oh, it's like a, you know, 1,312th. Amazing. (laughs) Fair. Excellent. Okay, well, I'm I'm super excited because there's so much more to share. We haven't even gotten to the arc yet. Yeah. So I'll be able to tell you about that next and some other really fun stuff that happened uh, on Monday. Can't wait. Thank you so much. Oh, and meanwhile, I was on a boat looking at blue-footed boobies and talking about Darwin. There was one family on the boat who actually just shared that they did not believe in evolution just offhandedly. Oh. So I don't <laughs> know like, if that was common or not. Where should we go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. we don't believe in evolution. Let's go to the Galapagos. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? They just said it at lunch like, well, there's been a lot of talk about evolution and I'm sure that's how the animals got here, but it's not how we got here. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, well, cool. th- they were at the wrong location. They should have been over with me. I know. In Kentucky learning maybe, about God's word. Maybe it, uh, you know, planted a little seed. In you? <laughs> yes. I don't believe in <laughs> evolution now. All right. Yeah. Good job, couple. All right, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Ross Blotcher. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Yes, and thank you. Thank you so much to everybody who supports us, helps us buy plane tickets and discount hotel rooms to see things like this arc. And uh, I'm not sure exactly how many parts this is going to be, but I would say probably around seven. There's a lot to unpack here. All right. So buckle into the arc, people. That's right. Find a post to hold on to. It's going to be a rocky ride. And remember. All right, let's go on. Can you marry your relative? Yes, no, properly, only after counting. Okay, who says yes? Just a few of you. Who says no? Okay, who says probably? Who said only after counting? Alright, looks like the majority of you said no. The correct answer is yes. Now let me get you thinking here. 
Whose ancestor had the name Adam? Put your hand up. Oh, that's all of you. <laughs> Whose ancestor had the name Eve? Put your hand up. Oh. Whose ancestor here had the name Noah? Oh. Can you marry your brother? Of course, because we're all related to each other. Dear, dear, dear. <laughs> Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Wow, Emily, we've been doing this podcast for 10 years. I know, but hey, don't worry. You can jump in at literally any episode and hear us talk about some of our favorite stuff, caterpillars becoming butterflies. Martha Stewart flying around in a private jet full of trees. Yes, you heard me right. Trees. Neighbors becoming enemies. Just kidding. (laughs) Whatever messed up stuff we can find on Wikipedia. Our impeccable taste in everything from dogs to TV shows to bodily functions. And horses. Lots and lots of horses. Come for our horned up rants about the world. Stay for the catchy theme songs. You might not learn anything, but we're a good hang. Baby Geniuses. Every other week on MaximumFun.org. Baby Geniuses. Tell us something we don't know. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, Yeah, completely. Our our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's permit. And almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.